Oh, Father, we praise, we praise. Lift those hands and begin to give Him praise and worship and thank Him. Thank Him for the abundance of grace. Thank Him for the supply of the Spirit. 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 The supply of revelation. The abundance of revelation in this conference. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come before your holy word humbly and respectfully tonight. And we rejoice that we have all that is required to walk in the light. So I decree that as your word comes forth with clarity, revelation, knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Bodies and yokes are destroyed and we decree that your people are built up, equipped, edified and Jesus is glorified. Thank you Father for answered prayer. In Jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service. 30 days of glory 2022. Whoa. Glory. 
We want to welcome you to 30 Days of Glory 2022. Wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community, our brothers and sisters online, we want to welcome all of you to the service tonight. We also want to welcome the radio audience in Aquaibon, whichever radio station you're hearing the sound of my voice. Call a friend, a family member, a loved one to, to tune into this station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We also want to welcome all our campuses around the world, our brothers and sisters in the campuses. We are so glad to welcome every one of you to the service, guys. Get ready. It's going to be exciting as we study the word of his grace together. Are we excited to be in the house tonight? Can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout? Glory to God. Glory. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and your phone so you can be seated and remember our hashtag our hashtag Soteria9, hash Soteria9, and hash 30DOG2022. Make sure you share the videos, put them on as many groups as possible, like the video, then subscribe to our YouTube channel, and make sure you engage a conversation in the course of the service so that we're able to get the kind of visibility we require to get more people to hear this world. It's so important, but it's a joy to have all of you in the service tonight. We're examining soteria, salvation, and the emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Next verse. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. Unto the glory of God by us. All the promises of God. So it tells you what exactly what the promise is before it tells you it is fulfilled. Look at that same 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Stablished. So the key word there is that the promise of God, because of that promise, you are now established in Christ. As a result of the promise that God made to the fathers by the prophets of the Old Testament, that promise being fulfilled in Christ becomes the basis on which you are established in him. That word established is where you have the word founded. I am founded in Christ. So a fact of his promise is that I am in Christ. I am in Christ. In fact, let me show you a scripture that will, that will bless you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 26. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 26. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, including the mystery hid in the promises, but now is made manifest to his saints. That mystery that was hid is now made manifest to his saints. Next verse. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory 
of this mystery that has been hid from the ages which is made manifest among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Founded in Christ. Christ in you. You in Christ. The promise fulfilled. So he explained what it means to be in Christ. He said God has fulfilled his promise by Jesus Christ. What is the promise? He now says you are in Christ. Look at that 2 Corinthians again. Chapter 1 verse 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22. Who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. The earnest of the spirit in our hearts. The word earnest is the word guarantee or the proof of the spirit. He has given to us the guarantee or the proof of the spirit in our hearts. Now, we said that Joel chapter 2 verse 22 was a promise of God by prophecy. It shall come to pass, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. And then we have the Ezekiel part of that prophecy. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And... I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Next verse. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Heart of flesh. It means an obedient heart. A heart of flesh. That means you don't have a stony heart. You have a heart of flesh by virtue of redemption. By virtue of salvation. You now have a heart of flesh. It is also used for a tender conscience. A tender conscience. So God gives to you a tender conscience in Christ. God gives to you a tender conscience in Christ. There's no believer that is not obedient at heart. There is no believer that is not obedient at heart. Say with me very loud, everybody. I am obedient at heart. That shows you that when it comes to knowing God's will, it's not a force or a stress or something you are trying to become or something you are trying to do. It is something you are made to follow. The will of God is something you are made to follow. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. You are made to follow the will of God. I will put in you a new spirit, a new heart, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Say with me very loud, I am made to follow the leading of God. Can I hear you say it again? You have a nature that easily listens to God. You have a nature that easily listens to God. You have a nature, a nature that easily follows the will of God. A nature that easily follows 
the will of God. You have a nature that does the word. You have a nature that does the word. A nature that responds to the word. That's your nature. Responding to the word. Your nature is doing the word. It's natural with you. Your nature is following the will of God. That's why the instruction is that, look at it in 1 John chapter 5 verse 3. Brother John speaking, 1 John chapter 5 verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not difficult. His commandments are not tough. Why? Because we have a nature that follows the will of God without struggle. His instructions are not grievous. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. He didn't say you will walk in my statutes. He says, I will cause you. I will make you willing. I will make you. That is the nature I put in you has within it the willingness to walk in my statutes. The nature I put within you has within it the desire, the excitement, the appetite to walk in my will or in the will of God. That is the nature the believer has received in Christ Jesus. So Joel chapter 2 verse 28 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. That is a promise that he will give his spirit. Remember we have said he fulfilled that promise when Jesus rose from the dead. Because brother Peter on the day of Pentecost says that promise that was given to the father. He has now shed forth by giving his spirit. He has now shed forth. So we say everything that Jesus accomplished in his death burial, resurrection, ascension, and glorification can be summarized as the Spirit. He gave us His Spirit. So the giving of the Spirit is a summary of all of His redemptive work. Can I have a powerful amen? Now, you hear people say things like, Are you rapturable? Are you rapturable? Well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But rapturable is a concept in the Bible. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But rapturable is a concept in the Bible. The word rapture is the same word resurrection. The word rapture means resurrection. That is, when this physical body will take on an immortal body. When the corruptible shall put on incorruptible. That concept is what is called the rapture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How is that going to happen? How do I know that my body will be raptured? Because it's the body that will be raptured. It's not the spirit that will be raptured. Because the spirit of the believer is eternally the way it is going to be right now. It is not going to change anymore. It's already in its eternal state. The spirit of the believer. So it is the body of the believer that will be raptured. That body that is mortality shall put on immortality. So that means that nothing will happen to the spirit 
at rapture because the spirit is already the spirit of God. Nothing will happen to a man's spirit that is born again at rapture. It's the body that will change. Because of that change, the body will transport itself from the earth to the heavenly realm. It will move out of mortality into immortality or into heaven's reality. And of course, how will it happen? The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. I love the way brother Paul explains this. Romans 8 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in. Did you see that? The spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in. I will put my spirit within you. If that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Did you follow that? By his spirit that dwelleth where? In. So he says the same substance that raised Jesus' physical body from the earth will raise our physical bodies from the mortal state into an immortal state. So everyone who is born again has the substance of the rapture in him. Once you are born again, you have the substance of the rapture in. You carry with you 247 the substance of the rapture. You carry the rapture everywhere you go. The force of the rapture is the spirit of God dwelling in everyone who is born again. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Look at the way Ephesians puts it. Brother Paul writing to Ephesus. He says, in whom you also trusted, after that you had the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after you believed, you had, you believed. The resultant effect of believing is that you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You know the video that is making trend, Dr. Creflo Dollar, on the fact that he was wrong and he said, you know, he was wrong about tithing and uh, you know, and, and, and when, when he started the statement, he said, I am still growing. Okay? So that, that, that already covers everything. Then he now says, I was wrong about Titan. Alright? So everything I have thought on Titan, every book I have written on Titan, on Titan, destroy all of them. Then he now said, religion, religion uses two things. Number one, huh? fear. And number two, guilt. That is what religion does. And that is why any message on the rapture that is asking you if you are rapturable, it is still part of that wickedness. It is still in the same segment with tithing. Now, we are not saying giving is not good. You must understand. Well, there is no point wasting time explaining something to somebody who has decided to argue. When he receives wato wato, 
His eyes were clear. Did I say it well? I didn't say it well. Eh? Wato wato. <laughs> the important thing is there's a wa, there's a to, there's a wa, there's a to. The same fear and guilt is what all these proponents of heaven at last are using. The same fear and guilt is what all these proponents of are you rapturable because the whole intent is to drive fear and make you guilty because religion will use fear and guilt to manipulate. Once you are not afraid, nobody can manipulate you. Once you are not guilty, nobody can manipulate you. So in order for me to, 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 to make profit and use you as merchandise, and use you as a product, as a commercial article, I must strike you with fear and strike you with guilt. Then all your defenses are down. Then I can manipulate you. That's what the teaching on Titan does. Because the teaching on Titan tells you, if you don't pay tithe, devourers will come after you. The teaching on Titan tells you, if you don't pay tithe, things will be tight. The teaching on Titan tells you that if you don't pay tithe, you know God is against you, you cannot be blessed. The teaching on Titan tells you that your security and protection in life is tied to you paying tithe. The teaching on Titan tells you that even your children and family will not be sick if you pay tithe. Now, so they, they put fear on you so that even if your car breaks down, what you are thinking of is maybe I didn't pay tight or maybe I didn't pay the tight well. So religion must put on you a burden and a yoke that you are not able to bear. Religion is ever learning and never able to come to the truth. Nobody says you shouldn't give. How can you not give if you are born of God? For God so loved the world that he gave. How can you have the same nature with God and it will not find expression in deeds of kindness and generosity? We do not give because we are manipulated. We give because we have grown. We give because we have matured. We give because we have discovered our identity that within our DNA is generosity. So we give as responsible children of God for the work of God. We give as people who love the people of God to support brethren. And certainly, the teaching on tithing, the teaching on tithing has to be totally, totally revamped all over the body of Christ. Because the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Which means what the apostles didn't teach and what the prophets didn't teach in the book of Acts, right into the epistles. The church of Jesus is not supposed to teach it and the church of Jesus is not supposed to practice it. And brother Peter called it a yoke that neither we or our fathers could bear. So when you come to the book of Acts, what you begin to see is the nature of God finding expression. 
Without anybody teaching, people are selling houses. People are selling lands. People are selling properties. And they are bringing the monies and they are laying it at the apostles' feet. And distribution is made. The saints that are poor are taken care of. The work of God is taken care of. Nobody is teaching it because it is in the DNA of a man that is truly born of God. He doesn't need to be manipulated. No percentages for a believer. We've been saying this for years. And let me tell you the truth. If you are yet to wake up, brother, the day has broken forth. In the body of Christ, step by step, all of these things that they are fighting us for, Jesus will hit them. Their eyes will open. They will apologize. And we forgive them. And we keep pushing the gospel. Amen. I said amen. People are saying Dr. Creflo Dollar should refund all the tithes before they take him serious. Are they the savior of the world? Is his repentance to them or to Jesus? Is he accountable to them or to Jesus? He doesn't even need to talk about the fact that his teachings are wrong. If not that he wants to be accountable to Jesus and to the people who are looking up to him. He, does, he doesn't owe you an explanation. You, your own mistakes that you make and correct, who do you owe explanation? The only reason why he has to speak openly before the church is because of his responsibility as a leader who has led people and if he has made a mistake, he owes them that apology. Not because they are the ones that, that are going to determine whether he is forgiven or not. We have the gift of forgiveness in Christ. And if a pastor taught what he shouldn't have taught and he discovers it is wrong, it means the people under his leadership are safe because it means our pastor is growing. It is a sign of growth to say I was wrong, I am sorry, this is right, and he shows you from the scriptures. So we commend what Dr. Creflo Dollar is doing and we thank God for him. And we see more coming to this light. Oh, glory to God. I say we see more coming to this light. And we keep praying. We don't stop praying until we all come. Until we all, how many of us? Until we all come to the unity of the faith, which is the knowledge of the Son of God. Praise God forevermore. Say with me, I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. Until the day of redemption. Say that substance called rapture is already inside me. I don't have to look for it. On the resurrection day, that substance called rapture will kick in. And mortality shall put on immortality. I am sealed till the day of redemption. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Now there is a word there, Ephesians 1.13 where we read until put it up for me Ephesians 1 13 it says until in whom you trusted after that you are the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after you have believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise next verse verse 14 which is the earnest of our inheritance until you are sealed with that Holy Spirit which is the proof of our inheritance until the same thing in Psalm 110 verse 1 sit down at my right hand 
until I make your enemies your footstool. The word until. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 25, it says the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. So death will be destroyed. At the day of resurrection will be the final destruction of death. When this corruptible shall put on incorruption, then the saying shall come to pass. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? So that until is finally consummated at the resurrection of the physical body. Until is finally consummated at the resurrection of the physical body. Are you still here? <clears throat> now the believer is already raised with Christ. He's already raised. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. The believer is already raised with Christ. He said even when we were dead in sins. Had quickened us together. The word quicken is the same word raised. If the spirit that dwelling, that raised Jesus dwelling in you, he shall quicken. He shall make alive. He has already quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. He has already quickened us together with Christ. But the physical body is still mortal. Our spirits have been raised but our bodies are still mortal. So when the rapture happens, it's the same spirit that was given to us in Christ that will resurrect our body. The same spirit that raised us up to be saved is in us. It is that same spirit that will quicken our physical bodies. Because it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. According to Romans 8.11, that will quicken. The word quicken there is the word hopozoe. Hopozoe. It means to bring to light. I mean to life. It means eternally alive. Romans 8.11 is not talking about divine healing. Romans 8.11 is not a scripture for divine healing. But it's a scripture for the resurrection of the body. Romans 8, 11 is not a scripture you use to claim your healing. It's a scripture for the resurrection of the body. You will also see the way brother Paul will teach it in Romans chapter 8 verse 23. Romans chapter 8 verse 23. And not only they but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves. Waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We are waiting for the redemption of our bodies. That is, there will be redemption of the body. Which means that this body will be fully redeemed. Where there will be no more sickness, no disease, no weakness, no frailness. It will be redeemed into a perfect state. It will be changed from material to immaterial. It will be changed from corruption to incorruption. It's like the Coca-Cola promo. That used to happen many years ago. 
Coca-Cola promo, 7-Up promo, Mirinda, Sprite, you know. So uh, these um, soft drink companies will announce promo and then put gifts in the, in the cup of the, of the bottle. And they will ask you to start drinking. And as you are drinking, me checking the cup. Whatever you see on the cup, you keep it. If you see a car, you keep it. If you see a motorcycle, you keep it. If you see 10 bottles of Coke or 10 bottles of Fanta, you keep it. If you see television, you keep it. Then they will now announce a day of redemption. Now on that day of redemption, that cup that you kept, if somebody stole it from you, you cannot go and say, I had a cup that was stolen. The way they will rush you out. Now them go just rush you. <laughs> because the cup doesn't have anybody's name. So you have to keep it as protected as possible. Then they will announce the redemption centers. And on that day you will take your cup. Because that cup is the guarantee. That cup is the down payment. That cup is the proof. That you have a gift as a redemption center of Coca-Cola. So when you arrive, they will collect the cup from you first before giving you the gift. This body is your cup that you have another body that is not material. So even if you are dead, that's why the dead in Christ shall rise. Because you will still need this body to receive the other body. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. So that is why this body has been paid for. Because this is the body that will be changed for the other body. So once you are born again, you don't fast and pray for rapture. You don't cry for rapture. Born again is the guarantee, the down payment. And this your physical body is the proof that there is another body, celestial body, waiting to exchange with this material body. If it's clear, can I have a powerful amen? So it's the spirit within everyone who is born again that guarantees the person's rapture. Salvation doesn't expire. Salvation doesn't expire. Salvation doesn't fly away like a dove. Nobody gets expelled in Christ. It is called eternal life. Not temporal life. It is called eternal life. So basically, it means because of the indwelling of the spirit, you are guaranteed rapture. Look at John 14, 16. John chapter 14, verse number 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you, or he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Next verse. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be where? In, in you. He shall be in you. Jesus said that the spirit will abide with you for how long? Forever. Everybody becomes rapturable because the substance of that rapture is the same spirit that has been given to you by 
the resurrection of Christ. There are no two spirits in salvation. No two spirits in salvation. It's the same spirit. So when people are saying, may the spirit of the Lord come down, they are asking for a strange spirit. They are asking for a strange spirit because there is no spirit of God coming down. The day you got born again, the spirit came on your inside. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Sealed. Sealed unto. That's why you can't talk about losing salvation. A man thinking of losing salvation is still in pre-nursery class in Bible. Because the spirit that saved you is keep is in you till until your body which will have disqualified you from salvation the spirit is in you until this body that will have disqualified you is changed to the spirit that can never disqualify you. Most of the things people will use to say you lose salvation for are sins committed by this body. So that spirit has been given to you to stay and keep this body in a rapturable condition until the redemption. Until the day of redemption. He's the guarantee. He's the deposit. He's the down payment. He's the seal. The divine stamp of approval. The divine stamp of acceptance. Sakalataba. Now we have said the word spirit is the word ruach in the Old Testament. Ruach, spelled as R-U-A-C-H. Ruach in the Old Testament, which is Hebrew. It means air, A-I-R, or breath. Ruach, air, or breath. Same word as pneuma in the Greek. Ruach in the Hebrew, pneuma in the Greek. Pneuma is spelled as P-N-U-E-M-A, which represents life. Which means that when God gave you his spirit, he gave you his life. When God gave you his spirit, he gave his life because the spirit is life. So when you say the spirit of God, you are saying the spirit of Christ. When you say the spirit of Christ, you are saying the life of God. It's the same. Spirit of God, spirit of Christ, life of God. So, I have the spirit of the Son. I have the spirit of God. I have the spirit of life. I have the life of God. Same thing. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Next verse. For the law of the spirit of life. The law of what? The spirit of what? Life. The spirit of life. Spirit life. Spirit 
of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So we can safely say that everything that God has done for us in Christ is called the spirit of life. Everything God has done for us in Christ is called the spirit of life. Everything he has done when he raised Jesus from the dead can be referred to as the spirit. We said to be in Christ and to be in the spirit is the same thing. To be in Christ and to be in the spirit is the same thing. So say with me very loud everybody, I am in Christ. Can I hear you say it again? Say, I am in Christ. Now say very loud, I am in the Spirit. Same thing. Same thing. Romans chapter 8 verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That word flesh cannot mean the physical body. Because you're already in the physical body and you're pleasing God. So the word flesh in Romans 8.8 8 represents a man that is not saved. A man that is not born again is said to be in the flesh. A man in the flesh means a man who is a sinner. It means a man without the life of God. So those that are in the flesh, not those who are in the body, but they which are in the flesh cannot please God. If you observe where Romans chapter 8, he makes a distinction between the flesh and the body. They that are in the flesh, Romans 8, 8, cannot please God. Then Romans 8, 10, same context, Romans 8, 10, Put, up, put it up. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. So he uses flesh and uses body. Two different things. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Body. Look at verse 12 and 13 of the same Romans 8. Pay attention. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Next verse. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, body, flesh, you shall live. You shall live. Deeds of the flesh. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. So he talks about flesh. And he talks about body. Look at Romans 8.23. Same context. And not only they but ourselves also. Which are the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves. Waiting for the adoption to wit. The redemption of our body. Not the redemption of our flesh. The redemption of our body. So he makes a distinction of the flesh from the body. So when you have the word flesh, 
many times in the epistles is not used for the body. Rather, the word flesh in the epistles many times is used for the nature of an unregenerate man. The nature of a man without Christ. The nature of a sinner. But look at Romans chapter 8 verse 9. See now the, way, the distinction he gives to us. Romans 8 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. So where are you? In the spirit. So men in the flesh are not in the spirit. Which means men in the flesh are men that are not born again. Men that are born again are in the spirit. Men that are not born again are in the flesh. Teaching good? I am in the spirit. What is another way of saying I am in the spirit? I'm in Christ. Excellent. First Corinthians 12 3. First Corinthians 12 3. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So your very first encounter with the Holy Ghost was that was that first confession you made. I believe in my heart, the Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that God raised him from the dead. That confession you made was your first encounter with the Holy Ghost. He is saying that that confession was made possible because the Holy Ghost came on your inside. So, it's because of the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of the Son or the Spirit of Christ. That's why you call Jesus Lord. So in John chapter 14 verse 16 again. Stay with me. John 14 16. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you for how long? Forever. So we found out that. That was a product of Jesus' ascension. He will abide with you forever. Look at verse 17 and 18. Please pay attention. John 14. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Next verse. I will not leave you comfortless. I, I will come to you. So when we say in Christ and we say in the spirit, are we saying the same thing? Look at Galatians 3.13 and 14. <clears throat> Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Next verse. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promised spirit. The promised spirit through faith. So at the point of salvation, when you had the gospel, you received the spirit. Galatians 3.2 says, Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So you receive the spirit by the hearing of faith. That's not a continual thing. You do not receive life twice. 
you do not receive life twice. You receive life once. If a baby is in the womb of the mother and the midwives and doctors say, this baby is not breathing, we have done all the examinations. What are they implying? The baby is what? So what, what is the next line of action in medical science? You flush, you evacuate, because that's a dead fortune in the womb. It's over. Because you do not receive life twice. You don't receive Jesus, lose Jesus, receive Jesus. No. You receive Jesus once, and he lives in you forever. Eternal life. Hey. Eternal life. Eternal. I didn't say you should sing it to. Because that song is for an unbeliever. I want to live eternal life. God save my... So the man is not born again. Unbelievers are singing praise worship. <laughs> when we say in the spirit, and when we say in Christ, we're saying the same thing. So when you had the gospel, what did you receive? Huh? The spirit. God gives the spirit to sinners. God gives his spirit to sinners. God's spirit is given to sinners. You don't receive the spirit after you're a good boy. It is the spirit that makes you a good boy. <laughs> it is the coming in of the spirit that makes you a alive to God. Without the spirit, you have no life. The body without the spirit is dead. It is the spirit coming in that gives you life. When Christ who is our life, I am come that you may have so until Christ comes in, life does not come in. So the coming of Christ in is the coming of the Spirit in, is the coming of life in. The moment you receive Jesus, you receive life. Another word for life is what? Spirit. I'm teaching good. I know I am. Now, two things. The moment the spirit comes in, he comes in with two things. Number one, he comes in with all the gifts, the nine gifts. He comes in with them at the point of salvation. The word gift is the word charismaton. Charismaton. First Corinthians 12 verse 4. First Corinthians 12 verse number 4. Now there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So we said gifts, charismaton. It means an endowment, like a faculty that is now part of you. So the gifts of the spirit is now part of you. He mentions nine of them. Nine things 
available to you in the spirit. Nine things available to you in the spirit. So when he says in the spirit, he is saying the same thing like in Christ. There are nine endowments according to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8 to 11. Nine miraculous abilities that every child of God carries. Nine miraculous faculties. They belong to you in Christ. When you hear the word, it is not the word that gives it to you. When I lay hands on you, it is not when I laid hands on you that the gifts of the Spirit came in you. Listen carefully now. If you miss this one, you shouldn't have come to this house. From the day you receive Jesus, everything you will need in your whole lifetime came in. Everything. After you receive Christ, nothing is added to you. After you receive Christ, nothing is added to you. The only thing you need after receiving Christ now is the knowledge of everything you received the day you were saved. God doesn't add anything to you anymore all your lifetime. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. The only thing now that is added to you after salvation is the knowledge. Look at me, everybody. Are you, are, you, are you following? Don't miss this at all. So when you hear Christians praying for God to add some things to them, they are in unbelief. Those prayers are products of ignorance. God adds nothing to a believer after salvation. Salvation came with the gifts of the Spirit, all of them. Salvation came with everything that makes God God. You receive all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything came the moment you got. Listen, if somebody just said what I'm preaching now and believes what I'm preaching now, everything that makes God God comes on his inside at that moment. And nothing will be added to him again till he leaves this world. Nothing. The only thing now he will now begin to do all his lifetime is to learn of what came in in that one encounter. That's why nothing can be greater than salvation in Christianity. Nothing. Nothing can be greater than salvation in Christianity. You are giving everything. You have all the nine gifts. When I lay hands on you, it's called impartation. It's not called addition. Laying of hands is impartation. It's not addition. Impartation does not add something to you. If nothing else is added, I'm teaching good tonight. Nothing else is added once you're born again. What impartation does is when I lay hands on you, 
I provoke what is lying dormant inside you to be stirred up. I'm not adding something. I'm only helping you to stir up. It's like a battery that runs down. You don't add anything to that battery. When you connect it to another battery that is charged, all that battery does is to wake that one up. When hands are laid on you, nothing is added. But what it does is deep, colored to deep. If I'm teaching, say I hear you. When men of God tell you that if, if, I don't, if you don't behave, I will withdraw my grace, it's calm. It is calm. Which grace are you withdrawing? The grace of God brought salvation. No preacher brought salvation. I cannot withdraw from you anything. I can only steer up by laying on of hands what is already inside. So all this tap into grace is fraudulent. It's not palm wine. You don't tap. He said to Timothy, according to the prophecies that went before on you, that by them, eh, you might war a good warfare. Then he says, tear up the gift of God that is in you. What is in you? The gift of God. The gift is already in you. So what do you do? Just like you take a big spoon to a long-standing pot of soup that have been in the fridge. When you put it on the fire and you are not patient to wait for it, what do you do? You assist the fire with a spoon. Pour, pour, pour. You start turning. And as you are turning, faith is coming alive. That the food will soon be ready. You stir up the gift. Shatoba. So there are nine miraculous faculties inside you. When we teach you the word, when we lay hands on you, what it does is it helps you to discover. The endowments that are yours. When we teach you the word, when we lay hands on you, it helps you to discover the endowments that are yours. The word endowment already shows you that it comes with your birth. You were born with it. That's why it's an endowment. Endowment does not come by training. Endowment does not come by practice. An endowment was present at the point of your birth. So by virtue of the new creation, by virtue of salvation, an endowment called the word of knowledge becomes yours. An endowment called the word of wisdom. An endowment called the, 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 the gift of tongues. An endowment called the interpretation of tongues. An endowment called the discerning of spirits. 
An endowment called the word of knowledge. An endowment called a word of faith. An endowment called a working of miracles. An endowment called healing. The gift of healing. All of them came on your inside at the point of salvation. And right now, you are a custodian of those endowments. Satolabaha. Nine different endowments. That means there are nine ways you can function. Nine different ways you can function. There are nine different ways you can function when ministering to people. Say with me, I can function nine different ways when I'm ministering to people. So I have nine ways to function in the spirit. Say I function in the spirit nine different ways. I can function word of knowledge, word of wisdom, tongues, interpretation of tongues, discernment, miracles, healing, faith, working of miracles, not miracles, working. Miracles are worked. The working, the working. Stand up, do what you couldn't do before. The walking. So I function nine different ways. So the word of wisdom is an ability given to me by Jesus. Then there are nine fruits. Or there are fruit of the spirit. Look at the way Paul says to the church at Corinth. First Corinthians 1 7. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7. So that you come behind in no gift. Waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You come behind in no gift. The word behind in no gift is the same word used in James 1 5. If any of you lack wisdom, that is, if any of you come behind in wisdom, if any of you come behind in wisdom, that word lack means to leave something behind. That is, not to take advantage of something. To leave it behind. To lack means, are you all following? To lack means, to lack doesn't mean it's not there. When he says to lack, it means it's there, but you're not taking advantage of it. So since you're not taking advantage of it, it's like it is not there. That's why the word lack is used. But knowledge puts it to use. So that's why teaching, that's why laying on of hands, so that what is there can be discovered. 
All the nine gifts are available to every believer. But there are Christians today who, are be, who have come behind in all these things because of wrong teaching. Rather than spend time into spiritual things, they are just playing drama all over the place. Drama, drama, drama. A church will spend hours watching drama. A drama is a make-believe. Is a make-believe. The word of God is not a make-believe. You can't act the word of God like a movie. That's why the word of God is not in pictures. The word of God is in words. We speak words which the Holy Ghost teaches. We do not act words which the Holy Ghost teaches. We speak words. So there is no room for drama in the church. Now don't get me wrong. I like watching movies. I like watching dramas. Okay? Television sitcoms. I like watching all of them. You know? If after night, after this service, we already have an appointment to watch one movie that Giles made me start watching this afternoon. And now I have to finish it. Because it caught my attention. But that's no spiritual gift. <laughs> and I'm not going to watch it for spiritual growth. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it for spiritual growth. I'm just going to watch it as part of what happens among humans. How can adult, grown-up men, like those people in comedy that was a 70-years-old man... <laughs> 70 years old man. How can adults, grown men, sit down and be watching people acting, acting, acting the Bible, acting. Then when they finish, they'll tell all of them, come let us pray for you. Father, we pray that these things will not happen to them. The church plays too much. I have acted Satan before in a drama. Oh. Then when we finish, they now say, let us pray for you. You will never be a Satan. Yalla, ba, ba, ba. Holy Ghost fire. You will never be a Satan. The Lord will preserve you from being a Satan. Ah, don't we believe what we are acting? No, no, no. You will never be a Satan. And you want us to take it serious. So that's why we teach you the word of God. Because the word of God is exactly a representation in words of what you are, who you are, what you have. I can't finish teaching you. Then I say, let me pray for you. May it never happen in your life. Everything I've been teaching the last one year, it will never happen to you. Then why did we come? How many of you saw in the book of Acts where they gathered to watch drama? The apostles. In the book of Acts. How many of you have ever seen in Jesus' meeting that Jesus is sitting on the pulpit and the audience are gathered and they are acting drama for Jesus. The church plays too much. The church plays too much. We don't act the Bible. We live the Bible. We speak words which the Holy Ghost teaches. Our priority here are spirituals. 
Imagine if you just find some time to speak in tongues and study the Bible and just minister, minister by faith. Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not in drama, enticing words, but in the demonstration of spirit and power. Drama is make-believe. Drama is fiction. He didn't ask us to go into the, into the world and make fiction. He asked us to go to the world and preach the world with power. Go and preach. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. So we have the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5.22 as a round off. We continue tomorrow. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Next verse. Meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. The word spirit there means in Christ. The fruit of being in Christ. The fruit of the spirit or the fruit of life in Christ or the fruit of being in Christ. The word fruit is the word kapos, which implies like the fruit of a woman's womb. The fruit of a conception. The word kapos, K-A-R-P-O-S. When referring to a believer, it refers to the new birth. So when I say the fruit of the spirit, I can also say the fruit of the new birth is. The fruit of the new birth is. I did a check in the grammar. The fruit of the spirit is love. You can also say the fruit of the spirit, it has love. It has joy. It has peace. Because really, the fruit of the spirit is talking about the fruit of the new man. The fruit of a man that is born again. So the fruit of the spirit has love. In other words, you have love, you have joy, you have peace. These are the constitutions of your habits. These are the constitutions of your character as a believer that is born of God. So everything listed in the fruit of the spirit is what makes you a new creation. Everything listed in the fruit of the spirit is what makes you a new creation. And it can never be the new birth if any of the nine is missing. See that? It can never be called a new creature if any of that nine in that list is missing. Jesus says, so is everyone that is born of God. The word born of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit refers to one and the same thing. So you can say, the birth of the spirit is love. He's referring to the new birth. That is to say, the new birth constitutes of these things. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. In Christ. In the spirit. 
and all things are of God. Things will mean things. All things. But remember, all things will refer to the new creature. All things. That is the summary of all the things that are found in the new creature are of God. The word creature is the word species. Creature, a species of being, a breed, a race, a new species, a new breed, a new race. So in the new creature, you will find all things that are new. How many things? Ephesians 4.24 And that you put on the new man, now observe, which after God is created. So the new man is created where? In righteousness and true holiness. After God. And all things are of God. The new man. Created after God in righteousness and true holiness. Say with me very loud. That's who I am. Born of God. Born of the life of God. Born of the spirit of God. I have joy. That's my character. Peace. Peace. Love. Gentleness. Say, I am gentle. I am meek. I am kind. Say, that is what constitutes my identity as a new creation. I am patient. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Tell me very that I am long suffering. See, all of them operate together. You can't say, I am patient, but I don't have joy. I'm enduring and I'm angry. But because I have the fruit of the Spirit, I am long suffering. I am patient, but I am angry. Uh-uh. When you are patient and you're long-suffering, you have joy. All of them function interconnectedly. Once one is missing, it is, a, it is an abnormal picture of the new creature. The new creature must have all of these expressions at work at the same time. Can you say he is a human being but he has an elephant leg? He's a human being but there's something about him if you go close you will discover that one of his legs is not human leg. How that will happen I cannot tell. It's the leg of an elephant. In fact if you look well his eyes look like cat eyes. They don't look like human eyes. I'm not sure those are the eyes he was born with. Maybe he had a problem, they removed cat eye and gave him. Have you ever had such a thing? Eh? He's a human being. Oh. But when you go close, 
you discover that his teeth are not human teeth. No. If he's a human being from head to leg, everything has to be human. So if you are born of the spirit from head to leg, love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, kindness, temperance, all of them must be at work. So when you move all of these works and all of these expressions is what announces that the new man has arrived. Oh, if I'm teaching good, I didn't hear a powerful amen. Well, get on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. Glory! Turn to your neighbor and say, I have all the fruit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering, patience. They are all mine in Christ Jesus. And I have them right now at work in me. Right now in Christ Jesus. I thought I would hear a powerful amen. Tell your neighbor, I do not struggle to rejoice. Even in tribulation, I rejoice. It's mine in Christ. In patience, I rejoice. In trials, I rejoice. When things are rough, I have peace. How else will you explain Peter has gone into prison? I don't know if you all saw the video of the young man that was in prison in a choir bomb here and they were going to kill him that day and they gave him his last food to eat before they kill him. Did you watch the video? Okay, I saw that video. He was eating and turning his eye and all his body was shaking. Even his hand, the way he was carrying the gari and the soup, his hands were shaking, his mouth was shaking. He was turning all over the place. Because he knew that that was his last food on it. He knew that after that he'll be dead. I'm sure some soldiers were standing with gun and pointed the gun at him, waiting for him to finish the food. So you can imagine a man knowing that today is my last day on earth. He knows that after today I'm finished. Yet he slept and slumbered. Only the peace of God. That's why it is called the peace of God that passeth. It keeps your heart and your mind. Say, I have peace that passeth understanding. I have joy. I have long suffering. I have patience. I have gentleness. I have meekness. I have endurance. They are all mine in Christ Jesus. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Can we celebrate the word for a few seconds? Celebrate, celebrate. Run to two, three people and celebrate joy. Celebrate peace. Celebrate long-suffering. Glory! 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 I rejoice. That's my habit. I rejoice. Father, I decree that this revelation grows big in our hearts until nothing else matters. The world is growing mightily and prevailing. The veils are falling off. Our true identity is rising and rising and rising and all of God's glory on our inside is finding expression. In the name of Jesus, every contrary habit, every contrary lifestyle is terminated. Addictions are terminated. Mental cages are broken. 
Your people are liberated to enjoy their liberty in Christ. We give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory. Grab a good offering. Let's give our honor offering and rejoice as we honor and worship Jesus, the risen Lord. Those of you following online on television or radio, radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details for you. But all of you online and on television, the banking details are sc scrolling. We give responsibly as matured sons and daughters of God's word who understand that we have the responsibility to blanket the earth with the truth of the gospel of Christ. We are committed to it. And so when we give, we give responsibly, intentionally, and deliberately for the work of the master. Let's lift up our offerings to heaven, everybody. Father, thank you for the privilege to give, the privilege to worship, the privilege to honor you. We give in faith tonight, and our hearts are excited about the things that your word is bringing to our understanding. So I decree that our offerings are a sweet smell. Every need is met supernaturally. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Online, television, and radio, and all the various platforms. You don't want to go off. In another two or three minutes, we'll be back with Ask the Counselor now. But right now, we're giving our offerings. Anywhere on the pulpit, you drop your offerings. Hit the music. Let's do it as we worship and give.
Please be seated. Let's push it a little bit. Bank details right up next. And account name is Power City International. The two bank accounts are start right from this in it. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. That's the account number for Zenith, and account name remains Power City International. Okay. Bank number two is UBA, 139-26465. 139-26465. Announcement number one. Looks like we have um, quality time on our hands on this edition of the program, so we'll be pushing even phone calls up to about 15 minutes. Okay, so calls. Plus two three four if you are calling from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, simply 0806-800-9939. Or you want to send an SMS, the same um, ground rule. You just would um, use 234 plus 234 if you're doing from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, 703 691 That's for phone numbers. You want to send us an email, ask the counselor now at gmail.com. Once you do that, we'll be able to take your questions on air. For sponsorship, for support, for partnership, plus two, three, four. Again, if you are calling the hotline of the program from outside of Nigeria, otherwise simply 803 or you fire an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. there, of course, is DR. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IJ Quere, complete with the production team. So it's day two of 30 Days of Glory 2022. <laughs> The man for every moment, the father you should have, the father of um, many children, even many old men, who are also pretending that they are not listening to him, they are not watching him, is the father for all of us, father for this kind of time, father for the future. Global Baba, Dr. Ebel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Global Baba, so nice to see you. So good to be with you again today. You know, so Global Baba, I have a friend, his name is Brian. Um, uh, Brian and I always bypass ourselves when we're doing exercises in the morning, when we trek in the morning and all of that. So today, Brian stops o- um, stopped over to see me and was telling me about your impact. And Brian is the kind of guy that you think will be the last person um, who watches you, who listens to you. And he tells me about the impact, about the gloriousness, about the fantabulousness of the whole thing. And Wow. And, and Brian went on to even mention names, named names, and he said to me, what I just carried in the opening there about many people, far, far many people, some of them bigger than big, who watch you, who listen to you, or also do what you are saying they should do. They carry in their churches, but they're never going to admit that they, they, they do that. You know? So what do we do with those ones? Well, we just leave them to Jesus. Jesus is the one that takes all the glory at the end of the day. Global Baba. Yeah, we're his servants. So. Okay. It's a joy. It's a joy to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Global Baba, okay. As we always do, let's just set the stage with quick prayer so that we can run. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming before your word humbly tonight. And thank you for our nation. Thank you for Kwaibom State. Thank you for the rest of the world. Our prayers that the word continues to grow the influence of the word. That the word of the Lord continues to have free course and be glorified among the nations, among the people as it is with us. We decree that the word of God prevails over religion, prevails over mindsets, prevails over everything that is contrary to the work of Christ. And we declare that the gospel continues to be proclaimed everywhere around the world. We pray for this state. We pray for Nigeria. As a transitioning is going on right now within our governments and political cycles, 
that there's peace in this nation so that the word of God thrives. But above all, we decree that the enemy does not take advantage of the season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Global Baba. Intercontinental. So it's day two. Yep. How is it doing you in your body, Global Baba? I, I'm very excited. You can see. I'm, I'm excited. Global Baba. I'm bubbling. Okay. Global Baba, let's start. It's another edition. We continue with our crystal edition. That's something we say we'll do all of this opening week. Hello, Global Baba. If God showed me my partner, Global Baba, and I don't like the person, I'm not attracted to the person. What can I do, sir? I know this person, Global Baba, but we have never had a conversation together. We are just church members like that. When I first saw him in the dream, Global Baba, I thought it was my mind. I later went on a seven-day prayer and fasting about my partner. Because, Global Baba, I didn't want the person I saw in the dream. But I kept seeing him during the seven-day prayers, too. I saw the challenges he's facing. I saw his future too, Global Baba. I also saw both of us together as family. Dear Global Baba, I am confused because I only intercede for him now and pray for my partner separately. That is, should locate me. I don't pray for this one as my partner. That's right. Because I don't know if he's the one so that I won't be disappointed. Global Baba, I ask you now, what should I do? Wow. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised that you're confused. Nobody will have those kind of dreams and stuff and not be confused. So first of all, the first thing to do is put the dream aside, put all of that aside and ask yourself questions. First of all, is he born again? Because you cannot be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you say it's a brother you saw in your prayer meeting. So the second question will be, if it's a brother, how serious is he about the word of God? Is he as serious as you are? Is he as passionate as you are? Uh, and then you can go on to other things. Maybe you want to engage him. Even though you don't like him from afar, you want to engage him. Talk with him. Chat with him. You know, engage his mind. Engage his character. Look at it from all sides. Because marriage is beyond physical likeness. Marriage is beyond handsome face. Marriage is beyond beautiful face. Marriage goes right into the character of the person, into the mind of the person, into the attitude, the entire constitution of the person, spirit, soul, and body. So you want to engage all the different aspects of the person and just see whether it is something that will change your perspective or you still maintain the same perspective. Then based on that interaction, you are able to come at an informed decision. If after all the interaction is still not the kind of person you you want to be with, he doesn't fit into what, where you're going, he doesn't fit into the kind of things you're looking for, then keep interceding for him as a brother and keep co commanding that brother that is supposed to be your husband for circumstances and situation to arrange for both of you to be it. That's what you should do. Global Baba. Then the continent. Okay, we got next to Edo State in South, South Nigeria. Greetings, dear Global Baba and Mrs. Rose Simade, arrived from Edo State, Nigeria. I want to begin by saying a big thank you to you, Global Baba, for all you do for God's kingdom. Listening to your messages has brought light to me and answered many of the questions I had in my heart concerning the word of God. I still have a question though, Global Baba, when the Bible says we shall judge angels, does it include angels who worked with Moses in the Old Testament, who obviously gave a wrong perception to the people concerning the character of God through 
the various killings carried out by them. Thank you again for the great work you are doing, sir. The Lord inspired me to start a WhatsApp group where your messages are forwarded daily, and all the members of the group listen, they comment, and they send in their questions or queries, which are all answered from the Bible. We have received many testimonies from members of the group, such as healing from heart condition, ministration of the Spirit, and increased knowledge and understanding of the new creation realities. We are currently 84 in number, global Baba, and still growing. Once again, I want to say a very big thank you and great grace abounds towards you, sir. Amen. That's so good. It's heartwarming to hear all the testimonies. But let me just mention, there's been a lot of people asking this question on judging angels and all of that. So this is my promise. Stay with me this week in the course of teaching. I will get into a bit of exegesis and really explain when the Bible says we shall judge angels, what it means. So don't miss the teaching within the course of the week. Okay, breaking away from Edo State and continuing our freestyle edition of Ask the Counselor on, the, on 30 Days of Glory, um, that is for 2022. We take this one, hearing of the word of faith and believing and accepting what Christ has done makes you born again. I stand corrected, Global Baba. According to Galatians 5.23, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, love, and the rest of it. Now the works of the flesh or of law are idolatry, fornication, adultery, and the rest. Question. A man that is born again, Global Baba, by hearing the word of faith, what then do we say of him if he is still found in those works of the flesh, e.g. fornication, adultery, idolatry, etc.? Well, if you follow the teaching yesterday, I said two things are responsible. Number one, he is ignorant. Number two, a refusal to act on the word. Those are the two reasons, and we will explore them in the course of this series. Okay, we move to some anonymous entry. doesn't tell us where he or she writes from, but we go. Greetings to you, Global Baba. I write to thank God so much for the ways in you to teach our sound knowledge and the truth in Christ every day. God bless you, sir. I've been fellowshipping at the local church that the headquarters, right here at 981 Ibarudu, these days, and I'm getting transformed to take this life to everyone in my own church. Please, Global Baba, I have a question that keeps me puzzled about who is God. In my mind, I'm coming to know that in summary, it is just to say that Jesus Christ is God. He's the Father, the Son, and Spirit. And I agree with this article I saw from Tinkora or Kora. God is God, period. There's only one God and no, and no other. But God has Romans 11, 34. For who, has, uh, who, for who has known the mind of? Has anyone known the thoughts of the Lord or given him advice? So even though Jesus is God, Jesus is the manifestation of God in the same sense that our voice is the manifestation of us. Even though our voice is us, it's not the whole of us as our body. Yes, there is no difference between God and Jesus as they are one in the same. Jesus is the part of God that is used to communicate with us, whereas God is the fullness of Jesus. By the same token, the Holy Spirit is God's voice in a spiritual sense that our inner self can understand. When God's work is completely finished, then God will be all in all, and there won't be any need for all the manifestations of God. For we will know Global Baba even as we are known. I want to believe this is true. Thank you, sir. Well, my advice, again, when you are learning doctrine, be very slow to speak. You can't be learning and be talking like a professor. You calm down. You, you calm down because you, you, can, you can confuse biblical concepts. It takes a long time to come to a place of clarity with these terms. So I will advise you to slow down very well. You know, and um, I will recommend for you the book, Knowing God in Christ. You know, the true nature of God. And the teaching series of Knowing God in Christ. That will help you a lot with exegesis 
and clarity of explanation. One more time, when you are still learning doctrine, slow down. Don't be in a hurry to arrive at conclusions ahead of your teacher. Slow down and just follow. It takes time. It takes quite a lot of time. So just be patient and calm down a bit. No, Baba, I think that's really a fair thing to say because when I was reading that, it didn't seem to me like some spiritual entry. It sounded more like an academic thing. Somebody just trying to add argument to argument. That's exactly and right. I, and, and, and really, really, Global Baba, I was interested in the answer you would give. Okay, dear Global Baba, God bless you. Yeah, dear Global Baba, God bless you for your teaching. And, and Global Baba, I think we should even just still go back there. And I, I really love to thank you. I, I think that um, knowledge, uh, especially shallow knowledge, has a way of giving you very false arrogance. Yep. Especially within the church. Yep. There are people, they are not right. No, but you know, this, I'm going into my third year. Yep. I don't even speak. I don't even pray aloud when I'm here. Because I'm still trying to understand. Mm. So why, am I try, why do you try to prove something that you Mm-mm. don't understand? Mm-mm. It takes time. It takes many, many Absolutely. years. Because mm-hmm. even the things you think you know, they have not yet settled. After a while, they will settle. Then questions will arise again. Absolutely. Then you go back and check again. Then they will settle in again. It takes quite a lot of time. My friend Jude in Netherlands um, uh, was telling me about, you know, he wants to prove to people. He wants to prove to people. I said, when they ask you the questions, will you be able to answer? Very and true. he said, you know, Intercontinental, they ask me questions, I just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is where we know. Yeah. Once the questions start coming, you know, you yep. just know that uh, I mean, you went ahead of yourself. Very true. Okay, so God bless you more for your teaching, Global Baba. Daddy is the yearly church Thanksgiving biblical. If yes, how should it be celebrated? And please help me with Bible references regarding the matter. Well, Thanksgiving is biblical. We give thanks every day. It shouldn't be a special program. It should be our lifestyle. Giving thanks unto the, unto the Lord, which is the fruit of our lips, the offering of our lips to God. So we give thanks every day. When we pray, we give thanks. When we go out, we give thanks. When we come in, we give thanks. It's our lifestyle. It's not supposed to be a special program once in a while in a church. It's supposed to be the way we live. However, we do not also condemn churches who do special Thanksgiving. It may be their own way of driving in the message of Thanksgiving into their members. But yeah, we don't have any special Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving for us, which we do all the time, is special because we're grateful to God for what Christ has done. The 15 minutes that I want to give to phone calls on this edition of the program starts now. You can start calling in. A bustle courage. Your entry is next. Thank you, Global Baba, for your labor of love. I've been greatly blessed by your ministry. You are a blessing to our generation. I've been listening to your messages over two years now, but the problem is that my pastor asked me to stop listening to you, Global Baba. He said that knowledge is increasing. When I joined his ministry, he was teaching us the word accurately, but recently he just changed everything. We now eat Holy Communion and pay tithes. I don't know what to do now because I am no longer comfortable. The day I tried asking him some doctrinal questions, he said, I am rebelling. Global Baba, please, what should I do? Nobody's saying anything about it. He's always taking scriptures out of context. Each time he teaches. The moment you know more than your pastor, he ceases to be your pastor. Global Baba, the the answer is finished. That's it. Producer, please get callers to come and rescue me from Global Baba. <laughs> Hello, Global Baba. Greetings to you, sir. I was a student of Power Bible School, Uyo, that graduated last, uh, last year. 
Uh, that's, that was in August. My name is Kelly Jerry. I encountered this question early this morning from a believer friend of mine asking me if there is hellfire or not. Daddy, please help me. Yes, there is hell. There is hell, but not hellfire. There is hell. There is Gehenna. There is, um, um, there is Hades. There, there is Shoel. All of those are names that describe different things in the Bible. So to be able to understand the concept of hell, Hades, Gehenna, show, get my teaching on Soteria Season 5. Soteria Season 5. We dealt with all of these concepts. But there is hell, but it is not hell fire. There is no fire in hell. Hell is a place of outer darkness. Jesus also went to hell, not hell fire. There is nothing like hell fire. Fire is added by your religious mind. The Bible only has hell. Okay, let's make progress and proceed on this uh, special edition of Ask the Counselor next to Enugu. It's a freestyle edition, by the way. So Enugu State, here we come. The city, I understand, is in Suka. Linus from Power City in Suka. I have a question, Global World, about those who died before now as believers. Where are they? And believers that will be alive on the last day, what will happen? Are they going to form a new earth? Global Baba. Believers who died before Jesus died, they died in faith. So on the day Jesus rose from the dead, all of them rose with him. They've all gone. They've been raptured. Believers who died after Jesus rose from the dead are the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ are in Christ. We that are alive are in Christ. On the day of resurrection, we shall be changed and we shall be in Christ. Our first caller... Next. Hello. Waiting for you. Hello, good evening. Many thanks for joining us, ma'am. You know where you're calling from? My name is Adiola. I'm calling from Abuja. Go on, ma'am. Good evening, Mr. Michael Bush. Baba, and the rest of the house. Good evening.
Thank you. First Timothy chapter what? I didn't hear that scripture. Stir up the gift that is in you by the laying on of hands of the presbytery. So the laying on of the hands of the presbytery is recognizing that there is ministry in you. When the presbytery laid hands on you, they were recognizing that there is ministry in you. So that ministry that has been recognized by the presbytery in you, you, steer it up. It's not the laying on of hands that brought the gift in. The laying on of hands by the presbytery is the recognition that there is this gift in you. So now you steer up the gift that the presbytery has recognized inside you. That's what that scripture means. Global Baba. The Intercontinental. You know, when the calls and callers start to come, I just appreciate God for the call that uh, he gave me on this program, which is just to read questions. <laughs> and to see visions. Uh, well, yes, yes, that's another gift that I have. That's right. So my own is not to listen and then answer. Yes. Lobaba, I don't envy you at all. Don't worry. Okay. Very soon you'll be answering. Lobaba. Yes. I hope we will not discontinue this program. Not at all. <laughs> because the day that they said, oh, it's the Intercontinental that will be answering questions, the program will not hold. <laughs> okay, this one. Let's go to a back in Akwaibum State, Global Baba. Why does the church celebrate Easter? It is written, Christ Jesus resurrected on the first day of the week, and as such, that's why Sunday marks the celebration of victory. Thank you. Pastor Prudent Emmanuel in Abak. Well, Pastor, we don't really celebrate Easter here in Power City. And the church ought not to really be celebrating Easter. Because we celebrate the resurrection every minute, every hour, every day. That's what we have in Christ. That's the reason why we are saved. However, since the world has decided to stand still once a year and recognize that Jesus rose from the dead, whether they call it Easter or they call it faster, or they call it master, or they call it gaster, whatever they call it, we take advantage of that season to preach the gospel. Brother Paul said, whichever way, the important thing is that Christ is preached. So we don't celebrate Easter, but we use Easter as an opportunity to preach the gospel to people that may not hear it, if not for that season of the year that made them to want to hear something about the resurrection. Out of our back, out of Akwaibom, out of the south-south, out of Nigeria, and somewhere on the African continent, our crystal edition comes alive with Ntombi Zodwa Tom. He says, Baba, is it a good thing to dream about a deceased pastor, the pastor who had died, being alive, and telling you that he has come to build a church? You rebuke him. <laughs> rebuke him in Jesus' name. Already foretelling he has come to build a church means he is not of God. Because Jesus built his church upon his resurrection. The church has been built by Christ. All we are doing now is just realizing and discovering what Jesus has already done and working in their reality. Secondly, the dead and the living have nothing in common. Dear Global Baba, my name is Ekemini Ekong. I've been listening to you. You said the Lord's Prayer isn't necessary for the believer in Christ, and we all know the will of God in a man is to be saved. 
But there is a line in the Lord's Prayer that says, Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Daddy, will you also say the will on earth that man was to be saved is the same as in heaven? Please, I want to understand better. Well, the will of God, well, first of all, if it is the Lord's Prayer, let the Lord pray his prayer now. Are you the Lord? You are not the Lord. If it is the Lord's Prayer, let the Lord pray his prayer. Then secondly, it's not even a prayer. It was Jesus revealing to the disciples the character of the Father. It's not a prayer. It's a revelation of the character of the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, we hallow, we separate your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is death, burial, resurrection, which makes it easy for people to be saved and become heavenly citizens. Give us this day our daily bread. The original is, you give us this day. That's his character. He gives. He doesn't wait for us to ask. He gives. You forgive us our sins so that we can forgive our debtors. You lead us not into temptation, but you deliver us from evil. That's his character. So he shows you where the father is, the character of the father for us to emulate. That is what the people call the Lord's Prayer. But in its truth, it is Jesus revealing the character of our father. The freestyle edition of our program asks the counselor continues now. A. Iwua says, hello, Global Baba. Please, I need some clarification. I've been receiving information from many men of God about being chosen as a custodian of kingdom wealth. I've also had some personal encounters with God giving me the same information. My problem, Global Baba, is that my business keeps going down and things are so difficult for me right now. If God actually has programmed me for kingdom wealth as my destiny, has it been changed because I'm no longer young? Secondly, Global Baba, my family, my wife and children are about to leave the country. I'm making arrangements to meet them thereafter within six to nine months. I want to move because my business has crashed and I am confused. I need your counsel, sir. Yes, I think your destiny has been changed. Global <laughs> <laughs> <Lobo> Baba. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not the one that saw the vision. Mm. So you need to ask the person that saw the vision. Then finally, there is nothing like you being a custodian of kingdom wealth. There's nothing like that in the Bible. Somebody is trying to take advantage of your ignorance. There's nothing like that. Every human being on earth is entitled to make money through avenues of business, investment, career, profession, and solving societal problems. Anybody who engages in that will be a custodian of wealth, whether it is kingdom or secular or personal wealth. But that is the process in the principle of making wealth as God has ordained on the earth. There's nothing like anointed to make wealth. There's nothing like that. Every human being who knows how to do business will make wealth. And so if your business has crashed, you need to sit down or you need to go and relearn new skills or you need to develop new, uh, new abilities or you need to seek for new opportunities and begin to solve societal problems begin to provide services, and money will answer to the skills and services you provide society. So don't let anybody destroy you or deceive you by telling you that there is an anointing that will make you make money. 
You better go and develop skills, go to the marketplace, make wealth, and as you make money, support the work of God. Bless you. Amen. My producer, is that a caller? My producer has just told me that we have under five minutes to say our bye-byes on this edition of the program, so I'm heading to Calabar meanwhile. I've been in a relationship for years now, Global Baba. We have issues, which is normal, and which we settle quickly. But nowadays, my fiancé gets irritated over little things I do, saying I'm not putting more efforts in studying the Word of God, and that you, Global Baba, said you should not marry someone who is not serious with the Word of God. That I don't listen to... It's not that I don't listen to your teachings on the radio. I do. But it's just difficult to convince my fiancé. I'm confused. Please, Global Baba, guard me on this one. Scholar in Calabar. Global Baba, just hold your thoughts. This caller. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Many thanks for joining us. Mr. Intercontinental. Welcome to the program. That's right. This is Pastor Raymond, Manchester. We know. know. Pastor Raymond, live from Manchester. We know. I knew the voice. I I, I celebrate you, sir. Baba, I just want to share this testimony before I arrive, uh, Oyo. That's right. Uh, By this time, uh, two years ago, I was being persecuted that uh, I brought you to Oyo by some pastors. To Manchester. And um, Yes. Yes, sir. Sorry, to Manchester. Sorry. And uh, the good news is that um, one of the big pastors that summoned me in that restaurant has called me and said... He is so sorry for joining them to persecute me in Manchester that I should help him get some of your stuff when I go to you, that he wants to now begin to follow you, you know, as I am following you. So I couldn't wait to get to you to share this. I want to share because they are also hearing loud and clear. Those of them that are watching secretly, I decided to share this testimony ahead before we arrive with you, sir. That's well right. done, sir, Daddy. Thank we you, are Pastor. praying for you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> we are waiting for you to come and dance as your Holy Ghost steps. <laughs> Global Bar. Men are coming to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, Global Bar. You know, some sons are really like their fathers. They just um, look for trouble everywhere. You know. <laughs> Global Bar. Have you heard what he said? Who is looking for <laughs> <laughs> Why will he not just come quietly to church and give the testimony? He wants to do it, he said, because, because they are listening he too, to they look for his trouble Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Global Baba, this last one we'll take before we say bye-byes. Okay, we can squeeze in a couple, really. From Cameroon, greetings, Global Baba. I'm Desmond Longlui from Cameroon. I've been listening to your messages, and they have been a blessing to me, but I have some doubts. One, how can Romans 9.13 be rightly interpreted, since God's nature is love? Romans 9.13. Romans 9.13. Okay, while they are putting it up, you can read on. Yes. And There's then, a uh, question we didn't answer. Oh, on the program? Okay, yes. yes, yes, yes. I put that in the cooler. I think we should go back there too first before. The one about the woman and the man in Calabar. That, yes, uh, yes, so what you do, brother scholar or something. You yeah, know, sister scholar. Sister scholar, since he wants you to study, get a big notebook and a pen. Begin to write what you learn from me. Whenever he raises a subject, Open the book. Show him page by page, day by day, topic by topic. Nothing can be more convincing than that. Global Baba. Then the Continental. Okay. 
So do we have Romans uh, 9.13 or can we leave it there? Okay, let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. The producer says we have to go. We, we start from there tomorrow. Absolutely. Maybe. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, I promise uh, you, uh, Desmond in the Republic of Cameroon, you know, I'm also a Cameroonian in some sense, so I'll be taking your questions. I'll open from Cameroon tomorrow. No, Baba, many thanks for all that you do for all of us. We just would uh, pray over some prayer requests. We have a number of prayer requests, and then we come back and perform closing ceremonies. Let's pray together. Father, we receive answers for this prayer. Sick bodies be healed. Amen. Needs be met. Amen. Favor be released. Amen. Supernatural intervention in the circumstances of life. Amen. Receive victory and testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere, fantastic guy when he wants to be. The cameraman, everyone, thank you for joining me. My name is Michael Bush. Global Baba is here, so we can go home. Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental Mr. Bush. Thank you again. Let's celebrate Mr. Bush again. Let's celebrate Mr. Bush. Glory. Well, you don't want to miss 30 days of glory for anything under the sun. It continues tomorrow. Quarter to six, the, the doors are open. I mean, the service begins. Six on the dot, I start teaching. Remember our hashtags. Anything you share on 30 days of glory is, uh, is hashtag. 30 DOG 2022 and Soterian 9. You don't want to miss what God is doing. We love you. Share with people around the world. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow and until then. Enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Amen.